Before we get to this week's episode, we've got a few things to take care of. First, we want to let you know that our audio course is finally out on Himalaya Learning. The Wildlife of Your Home pod course is a 10-episode series that will train you to become an indoor wildlife investigator, a rare kind of scientist. You'll learn about ecosystems by discovering the unknown creatures you wake up with every day. It's available right now on learning.himalaya.com tumble. If you enroll now, you'll get a free 14-day trial on the Himalaya Learning platform. And next, we got some new patrons to thank. Roland, Bridger, happy belated birthday on August 2nd, Bridger. Your dad loves you and loves all the adventures you go on. Isaac and Aurora Lang, Ian Skinner, Aaron, Holly, and Charlotte. And Charlotte, happy birthday on August 15th. Keep learning and asking questions. Your mommy loves you. And also Cleo Chan Testa. Keep learning and shining, and happy birthday on August 21st. There are also some more not-new patrons with birthdays coming up. Persephone Schmitter, happy birthday on August 14th. Leo Liked Gould, happy birthday on August 15th. Your parents love you and are so grateful for you. Catherine, happy birthday on August 16th. Emma Kay, happy birthday on August 21st. Mom and Dad are always so proud of you. Julian Butel, happy birthday on August 21st. Thanks to all of you and to everyone who supports Tumble on Patreon. If you'd like to get a shout-out like these people, or get a happy birthday wish from yours truly on our podcast, just go to patreon.com slash tumblepodcast and pledge at the $5 level or higher. Once again, that's patreon.com slash tumblepodcast. Before we start today's episode, we want to tell you about something really exciting. There's a great new way to support this show. We just set up a Patreon. What's a Patreon, you might wonder? What is a Patreon, Lindsay? Well, you set it up so you should know. It's a website (laughs) where you can pledge any amount to support us each month. And in return, we give you our eternal gratitude and awesome rewards every month. Not bad. We've got rewards like special opportunities to be on the show, finding out what we're going to cover in the next episode, or joining our Tumble Discovery Club, where you'll get extra educational content and other cool stuff that we have to offer. If you're the type of person who gets excited about each new episode of Tumble and you can't stop listening to your favorite episodes, please support us on Patreon. We all pour our hearts and time so much time into making great science stories for you and we really want to keep doing it we need your help and this is how you can support our show visit our website tumblepodcast.com to find out more now let's talk about fireflies Ooh, blink 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 hi i'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Welcome to Tumble, the show where we explore stories of science discovery. Today, we're unraveling the secrets of those beautiful and mysterious firefly flashes. From a scientist who's cracked their code. So for this one, I actually visited a farm, and you can hear the chickens in the background and four siblings. I am Hun, and I'm eight years old. I am Lila, and I'm 10 years old. I'm Cecilia, and I'm 12 years old. I'm Miles, and I'm 13. 
Cecilia had a question about the firefly's light. Why do they like flash instead of going like a straight light? Like they go on and off? Mm -hmm. Why don't they just stay on or off? Like, why aren't they just switching the light on and leaving it on like we do when we're in a room and just like turn it off when we're done? Yeah, it's like they're standing by a light that's flicking a switch, which my mom always told me just burns out the bulb. So I wonder <laughs> if they're worried about that. Yeah, and you'll think it gets tiring. I remember doing that to annoy my brother, and it's just like I couldn't keep going after too long. So you think they're flying like on, off, on, <laughs> So why did the kids think that fireflies would spend all that energy turning their lights on and off? They thought it might have something to do with communication. Maybe they do like Morse code or something. Dot, 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 dash, 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 dot, dot. <laughs> I love that idea. So I called up Sarah Lewis, a biologist at Tufts University who has studied fireflies for decades. And she just wrote a book about them called Silent Sparks. You know, one of the things that everybody loves about fireflies are the dazzling light shows that they put on every summer. Those silent sparks that just fill a field or fill your backyard or fill a neighborhood park. And it turns out that those are actually the courtship displays of lightning bug fireflies. Different species have different flash patterns. It's like a Morse code. And that lets females identify the males that belong to their own species. So wait, there's more than one species of firefly in one place? Yeah, there are over 2,000 species of firefly in the world. And imagine this. You're at a big party and you need to find your friends. But it's completely dark and no one has a cell phone. Luckily, you can make your body light up with a unique signal that all your friends share. <laughs> it's good that I learned how to make my body light up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would gladly trade in a phone for that ability. In order to, um, for females to find the right mate for them, they need to be able to recognize the, the male flash pattern. When a female firefly sees a flash from a male that she wants to mate with, she curls her abdomen in his direction and she gives him a flash back. That's her sign that she likes him. Yoo-hoo, hey, over here. Exactly, but here's the thing. Sarah noticed that some male fireflies were getting rejected. Female fireflies are kind of choosy. They don't always respond with a flash of their own to every single male. It seems like they there are certain males that are flying around that they see that they like and other ones that they don't. So like the equivalent of the cover of Tiger Beat magazine. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is like that. <laughs> what kind of firefly do you think is on the cover of Firefly Tiger Beat? <laughs> that was what they wanted to find out. And so we set out to answer the question, what is it that uh, these female fireflies are finding attractive about some males and not so attractive about other males. Okay, do they go around with like headshots and say like, which one of these is cutest ladies? It was actually kind of like that. Sarah and her students went undercover and spoke the language of fireflies. Oh, neat. So they pretended to be fireflies looking out for mates. Wait, so how did they, did they get like really big costumes? 
<laughs> and we used blinking LED lights that were hooked up to a computer where we could very precisely control the um, different kind of flashes that females saw. They set up these blinking firefly-sized lights both in their lab and outside in fields, and they tried out different pickup lines. So what's a firefly pickup line sound like? Well, the computer was programmed to make the length of the flashes a little bit longer or a little bit shorter. If you think of a flash pattern being like Morse code, one beep or flash would be just a tiny fraction of a second longer. It would be totally impossible for humans to notice a difference. But it makes a difference to fireflies, right? Yes. And so we played hundreds and hundreds, well, probably thousands of these very carefully controlled different flash patterns to female fireflies. And that way we found out exactly what it was that female fireflies of different species like and don't like. So what did you find out? You know, what makes the perfect male firefly? Well, we found out that it depends on the species. Sarah found that in species where the male would give just one flash, pause, and then give another flash, Females liked a flash that was slightly longer. A man of few, but profound words. Yes, every word is very deep and very meaningful. <laughs> In other firefly species, males give a flash that consists of um, several bright, quick flashes of light. She found that in these species, females preferred fast talkers. They give their flashes more quickly. So fireflies are sounding a lot like humans, I guess. You know, we don't like everybody that we meet. I know. They have this behavior that we think of as being really special, but it's actually not too different from us and other animals. It looks like across all fireflies, females prefer males that give more conspicuous flashes. They're flashing more often or they're flashing for, um, uh, they have a longer lasting flash. And that was really interesting. It reminded us of the fact that in lots of other species, Females prefer really highly conspicuous males. In other words, they're bound to notice somebody who sticks out from the crowd. <laughs> of course. But it turns out courtship isn't the main reason why fireflies glow in the first place. What? Really? What, what, what is it then? It all starts with how fireflies evolved to make light. So we think that firefly light first evolved as a warning. That's like the opposite of trying to attract a mate. So why do scientists think that? Well, they think that because the common ancestor of all fireflies, which lived over 150 million years ago. So that's great, great, great grandpa firefly. Hey, you kids, get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah. That very first firefly only glowed in the ground during its larval or juvenile phase. Like the firefly's glowy childhood. Right, and that's what makes a firefly a firefly, whether or not it glows at night. Every species glows in the ground as a means of protection. It's like a neon sign that lights up in the dark and it flashes out a highly visible warning to any potential predators who might be looking at them hungrily. And the, the light says, I'm toxic, so stay away. I guess it's good that I don't eat them. These larval fireflies contain 
nasty tasting chemicals. So how do they know that? Do scientists like line up in a row and taste each firefly and compare it to like spiders? <laughs> <laughs> no, but they hosted a taste test for insect eating animals. <laughs> Here, Mr. Bat, try this. What do you think? Eh, not good. No predators like to eat these um, baby fireflies. Basically, fireflies glow so that no one will eat them while they're still little. It helps them survive into adulthood. But thanks to evolution, lightning bug fireflies found a creative, effective, and beautiful way to use their light. And I guess it just goes to show that if there's enough time, evolution will come up with some really, really remarkable adaptations. And um, in most cases, in the case of fireflies, it's something that we can all enjoy watching. What have you learned about science through studying fireflies? Every time you answer a question, there's another question that pops up. Yeah, so like my next question is, how do I get a female firefly to like me? Like, do I need better jokes, better clothes? Better dance moves, like a cha-cha. One, two, cha-cha-cha. Fire, fly, blink, blink, blink. I <laughs> think you need both better moves and better jokes. <laughs> this one is painful. <laughs> well, that does it for us for this week. Thanks to Dr. Sarah Lewis, Professor of Evolutionary and Behavioral Ecology at Tufts University. You can order her book and get a whole lot of other great information about fireflies at silentsparks.com. Thanks also to Wizzy Brown, who talked to us for this episode, entomologist and program specialist at Texas A&M AgriLife Extension in Travis County, Texas. And thanks to Miles Holden, Cecilia, and Lila Bilby for asking a great question. Sarah Lance is our associate producer. I'm Lindsay Patterson. And I'm Marshall Escamilla. And stay tuned for more stories of science discovery.